Listening to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast, hosted by Josh Wander. Welcome, welcome back to Bring Them Home. This is Josh Wander from Yushalayim Eretz Kodesh. We have a special guest today, Yosef Shalom Rabin. He is married with two kids, and he resides in Meitzad. Yosef grew up in America, studied in Yeshivas Talmidei Tells in Riverdale. Brisk and in the Kol Darshet Sion, and is currently finishing his third year in law school. Yosef was active in founding the Haredi organization called Kedusha Sion, which focuses on Drisha Sion Altaras Hakodesh, uh, and is also an active, active in many other great things. So, welcome to the show. And uh, we would love to speak. I just got off, actually, an interview that I just did, um, which included a, uh, a rabbi in Beit Shemesh. I don't know if you know him. Uh, maybe, probably you do. Um, rabbi Danny Myers from Ramat Beit Shemesh. So he sure. was saying how he wants to start an, uh, a, a organization or a movement uh, called, uh, he wants to call it Tzach. And Tzach stands for Sionis Haredis. I don't know how he was to say it. Some I have a friend actually would switched it around and wanted to call it Chetz, but the same idea. He says that there's a problem in 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 Israel for many Americans uh, that live in a yeshivish uh, environment in America and they make Aliyah and they don't find their home. They don't find their place. They don't fit into the Datilu Mi into the national religious camp, neither do they fa- fall into the Chardal, the Haredi Lumi camp, um, and th- they can't find, they don't, and they don't fall, fall into the Israeli Haredi camp either, because they're in a different world. Um, so I know that you were, you've been involved in, in com- the community here and uh, trying to bridge that gap. Can you tell us a little bit about your organization and, and what it does? Okay, so... Um... First of all, I am familiar with uh, Rabbi Myers, and uh, he's a tremendous person, a tremendous Rav, uh, involved in bringing people closer to the ideas of Eretz Yisrael. I know that he's, uh, he, he's been reading our Alonim for a number of years, and, and he comments occasionally in the email groups. Um, basically, I'm part of an organization that was founded around five years ago, maybe a little less, and it started with mostly Israelis, and I would say today it still is mostly Israeli. However, recently we've, we've uh, slowly been opening a somewhat of an American branch. But the idea basically is to bring these ideas, which one might categorize as Sionut um, Haredit, to the Haredi community in Israel. And actually we don't use that term within our Alonim because... Uh, the term Tzionut, despite the original Tzion coming from the Tanakh and, and, and being discussed by Chazal and the Torah, but the term Tzionut is still associated with, uh, you know, secularism. And so we try to keep away from words that, that create unnecessary uh, antagonism and misunderstanding. However, 
this is this is ultimately what it's about. I like to summarize in the you know the the things that our organization uh, uh, talks about into three three categories. The first one is, as I started saying, the chashivus of the mitzvah of Eretz Yisrael. Um, that includes the the concept of shlemut haaretz of you know understanding that. We have a mitzvah not just to live in the land of Israel, but to capture and to maintain our sovereignty over all parts of the land of Israel. Um, unfortunately, a topic that has somewhat been forgotten within the Haredi community, especially when it comes with politics. As far as I'm, as far as I know, the the official political uh, stance when it comes to you know various eskemim and treaties is that we don't take a you know we don't take a side where we don't we don't vote in the uh, uh, we don't participate in the vote with regards to such treaties. And again, that reflects a, a, a perception that seems to suggest that that's not an important subject to us. Our main focus is learning Torah. However, for someone that learns Torah, you just got to open up the Chumash and almost on every other page, you're going to find something about Eretz Yisrael, Chazal are filled about the Shivas of Eretz Yisrael. So how could we on the one hand say that we learn Torah and on the other hand, uh, so to speak, you know, act as if the, the concept of Eretz Yisrael is not that important to us. So we're here to bring, number one, the Hashivas of Eretz Yisrael, Shleimus Eretz, connecting people to the land, back into the Siach of the Haredi community. And going back to what you said earlier, this could definitely be, you know, perhaps a, um, uh, uh, a way to help Americans that have made Aliyah and want to fit within the Haredi community, be able to find themselves amongst amongst the Haredim and, you know, amongst those that are slowly opening up to the, uh, the, the special ideas of, of Tzionut Haredit uh, with an emphasis on the Hashivas of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, if you want to end, go to, your, go to the next question, we can do that. Otherwise, I'll continue and talk about the other two things. No, I, I, I just, yeah. just want to mention the fact that if, if people are not familiar of the differences between the Haredi world or the, what they call the Yeshivish world in America... Um, and what's in the Haredi world in Israel. So, so it's more than just stress. That you know, if you just looked at them from the outside, they may look the same. They may wear the same black hats and 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 wear the same uh, clothes on the outside. But their their hashkafa, their their worldview is very very different. And and I think you're a prime example because you're right now finishing law school, and that is something which the the Israeli Haredi community. Would 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 completely reject to have some sort of secular education, mixed secular education, uh, with their Torah studies. Likewise, their their view when it comes to technology, when it comes to how they view the state uh, as as being a secular state, is that a positive thing or or a negative thing? Uh, these are all things that that may have you know your average yeshiva guy in America, um, I, I think, has a, a positive view when it comes to the state of Israel. Um, they don't have this antagonistic view of, of Israel. Um, likewise, they don't have the antagonistic view when it comes to technology or when it comes to education. Many of them work for a living as well as study Torah, and they don't find any sort of uh, contradiction between those two. But here, uh, the, 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 in general, the Haredi community uh, doesn't have those, those same views. And a lot of Americans that come here, they 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 find themselves all of a sudden thrown into this community. In fact, I even even within a community within a community, I, I can just give an example that I have a, a friend in, in a Chabad 
uh, a Chabad uh, Chassid in, in America that came from a Chabad community and made Aliyah, and they figured Chabad in America, Chabad in Israel, we're all, we're all Chabad, we all... Um, okay, I'll be careful with my words. We all we all uh, follow the same Rebbe, and therefore it's 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 not going to be a big deal. But they they very very quickly found out that it's a completely different animal. It's a completely different world, and they found it very very difficult. And wound up actually going back to to uh, America because of because they just couldn't uh, couldn't fit in here. So. I think that you're you're what you're suggesting. Just again, I, I'm I'm just saying this. I know you know this, and I know that uh, um, this isn't your necessarily a primary goal of your organization. But but it's important for Americans to understand these differences. When I came, <coughs> excuse me, when I came on Ali, when I came actually as a returning citizen to Eretz Israel, I had certain uh, kids that uh, fit into the Haredi school system, and other ones that uh, we felt didn't fit into the Haredi school system, and we went to the uh, municipality, the Jerusalem municipality, and we went to enroll our kids, uh, two of our girls in a Beis Yaakov, and the rest of them into a non-Haredi uh, uh, Dati Lumi, a national religious school. And they said, what, what are you talking about? You, you got to pick which one you are. You can't, you, can't, you can't put half your kids here. and half your, that, that was, they sounded like, like a crazy idea to them. They said, either you, you choose one track or the other track. There's no such thing as mixing and matching. And that's something that I think that uh, Americans, uh, Anglo's that come here, uh, um, have difficulty with, and it's something that uh, we really need to address. I'm sorry, I just yeah. So um, no, first of all, that that's these are tremendous points, and they do connect to what we uh, to what we deal with in our organization. I wanna I wanna point out three things that that connect to this idea. Um, over the past couple of days, last week, I had the opportunity to speak to a a. Uh, a number of groups of non-religious uh, Israeli teenagers as part of a Mechinak Dam Tzvai, which is a, uh, a program that uh, some, some Israeli teenagers participate in the year before they do their army service. And they wanted to hear a Haredi that lives in, they had a program called uh, Shavua B'Yosh, a week in Judea and Samaria. And they wanted to hear from somebody who lives in, a Haredi who lives in Judea and Samaria and talk a little bit about the uh, uh, Haredim and Zionism. So somebody connected them with me. I had the opportunity to speak with them. And I actually highlighted this difference that you mentioned just a few minutes ago uh, with regards to the American Haredi perspective of things and the Israeli Haredi perspective of things. And I explained as follows, that because in America, when you grow up, there's Jews and there's non-Jews. And you know, it's very clear if I'm part of the Jewish community, I have nothing to do with a non-Jew. There's no sense of cultural threat from the non-Jew. So you could find Haredim doing business with non-Jews. And, you know, it's there's, there's nothing you don't feel like the non-Jew threatens you. Um, and, you know, culturally or religiously, because, you know, he's a guy. He has nothing to do with our lives. And um, whereas in Israel, since everybody's Jewish, Kind of what happened was, this already gets a little bit into the history of things, but when, when the state of Israel was established, the Orthodox Jews, especially the Haredim, felt threatened by the secular Jews because in a certain sense, there was a development of a new, you know, a new Jewish identity where you could be connected to Judaism, but not have to keep Torah and mitzvahs. And, and that was kind of like what the, the founding fathers of, of secular Zionism wanted. You know, they wanted to, on the one hand, we live in the land of Israel and, you know, we have various cultural things, but we're not bound by Torah and mitzvot. And the Haredim saw that as a big threat to their, 
you know, traditional lifestyle and, and the keeping of Torah and mitzvahs, and it created an allergic reaction. Anything that has to do with chilonim and secularism, we have to stay away from because of that metach, because of that tension that we feel, you know, uh, in terms of who's, who's the, you know, who's the authentic Jew or what's the ideal kind of Jew. And the chilonim said, you know, this is the way Jews should be living today. Whereas the Haredim, obviously, we don't believe that. We believe that, uh, the, you know, the, the, what, the core of our connection to Kodesh Baruch Hu is through Torah and Mitzvahs and just living in the land of Israel alone is not enough. Um, so when it comes to the, the difference in perspective, uh, you know, this is perhaps one of the ways that it plays out. When the American Haredi comes to Israel, since he grew up in a society where he never felt those tensions that the Haredim here in Israel feel, so he suddenly, you know, wonders, where does all this... Uh, uh, somewhat fanaticism come and, and, and uh, uh, allergic reaction to anything to do with the chilonim, you know, what's, what's the big deal? Um, again, because culturally they, they grew up in a different background and a different setting and, and they never experienced those tensions. And so to just to, to, to uh, um, lead that into I, I another I want to also say that, that, yeah. that you have within orthodoxy here, uh, you have such a variety of 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 uh, a whole spectrum of people. Orthodoxy here could be somebody who barely keeps Shabbos. You know, there are people that wear yarmulkes that do all sorts of things here, uh, and 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 it and it's an issue that comes up with with chinuch when it comes to children because it, it, in some ways it's much more difficult to raise your kids when when like you said when it's black and white and it's just us or the 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 non-jewish neighbor or the the Jew, jewish neighbor doesn't act jewish um that's one thing but when you, we're all jews and even even we're all jews that that and and we're all claiming to be orthodox jews and some of them are are some and, but we have such differences amongst us that is something that is 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 uh, that we have to really juggle and try to figure out how to do, it. and 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 even even more so when it comes to educating our children and 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 raising them in a way that they can respect and be tolerant. And I think this is one of the best things that uh, Anglo Jews have to to contribute to uh, Israeli society is this idea of tolerance and that we can we can respect and we can and, and we can try to be mekarev our our Jewish brothers and sisters instead of pushing them away. By uh, by rejecting everything that they stand for, exactly. So so that's one thing that that uh, I talk about when I talk with friends and coming to Israel. I tell them, you know, more than just the the mitzvah of coming to live in the land of Eretz Yisrael, but we actually, at least I believe, many Americans have the the right perspective and the right you know way of the outlook. Uh, you know how to how to look at the the Medina and how to look at the uh, the Chilonim in a, in a positive way that we could actually contribute to society and help us advance. You know, first of all, uh, creating a a uh, a more stable achdus between the the different groups here in Israel, but but also being able to advance the uh, Torah values and goals that um, that uh, you know we would like to see within the state of Israel, and that moves to the to the one of the other things that we discuss in our alone, which is uh, you know helping Haredim understand that um, again, as I said, on top of the mitzvah of coming to the land of Eretz Yisrael, there's another idea of actually creating a government and a you know a system that functions based on Torah values and is here to advance halacha. And in a certain sense, that's the ultimate expression of mamlechet koyhanim v'goy kadesh. 
being a the nation of Hashem and being a Kiddush Hashem and, and, and a light unto the nations by actually creating an entire society which is based on principles of Torah. And again, I think that Americans have a tremendous advantage in a certain sense because they already, many of them have already, um, you know, uh, in a certain sense, mixed within society and, and whether it's in business or, or government or other things and, and have the, the openness to be able to deal with those worlds. And now we just have to make the connection to Torah and, you know, work on implementing that here in the land of Israel. I think, I think um, in America, it, it, it's, it's, it's the way I grew up, and I think it was it's obvious to most uh, Orthodox Jews in America, even the Haredi Yeshivish world, uh, for the most part, it's it's understood that you can be both a Torah scholar and you can be also a a secular a a. a, a I'm just thinking that we lost uh, an incredible giant this past month, uh, Rabbi Rabbi Doctor Tversky, who was not only a Torah scholar in his own right. And, and, and was prolific and wrote 100 books, but also he was a, not just a doctor, he was a world-renowned doctor that affected the entire world with his, with his writings. So, so you, can, you can be both. Uh, that is not to denigrate, that's not to say that, that it's, it's wrong for certain individuals to stay in yeshiva and, and co and, and learn all their lives. And it's not wrong necessarily for other people that wanted to spend most of their times working and they, they, they spend less time. They do dafyomi or whatever it is. But each person has to, to, to figure out where, he, where that balance is. And it, it, there's not one mold that fits everyone. Exactly. So, so this is something that um, I think, you know, there are people that uh, are attempting to to uh, bring these changes to the Haredi community here in Israel, uh, you know, just for the sake of answering the need of, of yeshiva bacharim that don't exactly fit in yeshiva and, you know, helping them create a functioning framework for themselves or people that want to have a better parnasa. And those are all nice things. And I congratulate all those, you know, various organizations that work in this. But I think that as a Torah observant Jew, and this is something we emphasize in our organization, we also have to look at the bigger picture and understand that it's not just about, you know, having a better panasso or being involved in, in Israeli society, but we ultimately have to connect the Torah to the Metzius. We ultimately have to take our Torah that we learn in the base Medrash and figure out how to implement that into our public, our public and professional lives as, as, a, as, a, as an ideal of in its own. And, um, you know, who's more fit to do that than the Haredi community, which really has spent so many years focused on Torah and now should be able to take that Torah and figure out how to, to bring it to, you know, the, the community around us, to the Israeli public around us, and eventually to all the world. So it has to come from an ideological place as well. And not just as like, uh, you know, something that uh, if people are already going to work or, you know, if people don't fit in the base medrash and, 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 and have to work, but also as a, as a, as an ideological thing to, to be able to take Torah and, and in a certain sense, be mekadesh the chol, be mekadesh the mundane aspects of our government, of our lives, and figure out how to, to turn them into a you know, vehicle to express the, uh, the important messages and values of Torah. I think, so what you're describing, I think what you're describing is something that's been a, a controversy within Jewish hashkafa for generations. Um, we have the, the movement of, of Shemshim Rafal Hirsch and the Torah Der Eretz, and we have the the more recent uh, movement of Rav Soloveitchik and Torah Mada, 
Um, but this is something to, to create an ideal out of it is, is a big controversy whether that is the case, especially when it's in chutzars. I, I think I, I personally see a big difference with, with that uh, whole discussion in Chutzlaretz and what happens here in Eretz We exactly. are, are, are an Am. We are people that have to create a Torah environment, a Torah society. That is not our obligation when we are outside of the land. But here, this is when we are when we are uh, we we are living a Torah life. That is also includes everything that we do, whether that be. Uh, working in a in a in a supermarket or p- paving a road or picking up the garbage these are all torah ideals because it's all part of the society all part of uh of the land of israel which is the a central part of the torah again it's something which which is less most people are less familiar with it, it, I, again, I'm 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 moving away from this concept of an ideal in chutzlars because there there really are uh different camps when it comes to whether that whether um whether uh, working and a career, a secular career, is it should be an ideal in Chutzlarts. I think here it's a completely different, uh, a different question. Yes, and um, if you give me, if you give me permission, I'll read a piece here from uh, the grandson of Shamshim Yifal Hirsch, Dr. Yitzchak Breuer, who was one of the founders of of Agudas Yisrael, and actually um, pushed for this idea. You know, before the establishment of the state of Israel, he pushed the Haredim to be more involved in taking an active role in actually establishing the the, uh, the state of Israel, not just being, you know, uh, a side party with the with the Chiloni movement. Unfortunately, during his time, it wasn't accomplished, and um, the Haredi community wasn't wasn't uh, you know wasn't yet there with his ideas. But um, I, I, I you know I think today, slowly as the Haredi community continues to grow. And you know, be influential in more and more areas. Perhaps now's the time that we could begin to discuss this chazayin. So, uh, if it's okay, I'll take a minute to read from him. Um, I might mention that that on on a purely um, a purely pragmatic uh, way of looking at it, we also are coming to the point in 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 our history where we cannot sustain such a large Jewish community without working. It, it, it Kotlin can only be sustained when you have a, a large portion of the population that is making the money when you have a Yisachar and Zulin concept where there are people that are working in order to provide for those that want to learn in Kotlin. So, uh, you know, as long as we had a generation which was uh, was working and they were able to provide for their children and grandchildren, then, you know, Matov Manoyim, when, we, when we're in a situation in which which the, the Haredi community is growing, the learning the learners are growing, Growing, and the people that are not working are, are are diminishing. That becomes a very serious, pragmatic question of how we are going to sustain ourselves. Yes, yeah, so I just want to uh, you know read into that with a piece from Breuer. He says as follows: uh, I'm going to I'm going to read the Hebrew and then translate and I'll translate as I read each sentence. He didn't create you know a religion; rather, he was a forefather to the nation of Israel. Hashem didn't choose a nation that serve Him in their individual lives, but leave their social and public lives for the, you know, the, the Goyesh government to handle. Only through the 
you know, uh, the, having a, 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 a country and um, involving Torah in, in the social and public lives, does Klai Yisrael reach their ultimate shleimus? Mishpat elikim zakuk leuma lemante shuabad haenoshut bechol tzurot chayel leretzono yitbarach. The nation of Hashem, the, the the law of Hashem needs a nation. Lemante shuabad haenoshut bechol tzurot chayel leretzono yitbarach bnei Avram bnei Avram niu leam bnei shmishpat Hashem makiv gam et chayim alumiim. The, the children of, of, of Avram uh, become a nation because the Mishpat of Hashem, the law of God, Makif Gamat Chaim is involved completely also in their national lives. And he goes on to say, um, when, he, when he's discussing about what has to be done in Israel, we have to take the Torah and implement it in the new reality. He addresses various professions, whether it's a businessman, a doctor, or a lawyer, and, and figure out how to bring their Torah and implement it within their professions. So Living within a ghetto, and again, in Europe, this is how they all live, but even, even here in Israel for many years, the mentality is that, you know, we have our areas that are Haredi areas, and this is where we live, and, you know, they keep Shabbos, uh, you know, within the streets, etc. The streets are closed off. But again, the, the, the mentality is that as long as we're able to live our lives toyridic and, uh, you know, protected from the outside world, then that's, that's the ikker. But the reality is that when we come to Eretz show, we have to figure out how we could run our entire Medina like that and not just uh, being concerned about our own personal lives or our lives as part of a kehila. To live like that with the ghetto mentality, which is ultimately a goalless mentality, is, is uh, you know, holds back the, the, the complete expression of Torah from, from fully expressing itself within the Rishus Harabim, within the public sector. And that's the ultimate way to properly express the Torah and, and, um, and really bring bring to fruition the ultimate goal that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had for us as choosing us as a nation, not just as individuals or kehilis, but as a nation and living all of our national lives based on Torah values. So this is a little bit about this idea. And again, as we said earlier, I think Americans are able to relate to this to a certain extent. American Haredim can relate to this perhaps a little bit better than Israeli Haredim. And I think it has to do with what I explained earlier because they never grew up with the, the so-called threats that exist within the secular culture. So that's another tremendous benefit that uh, I personally believe, you know, American Haredim can have on Israeli society. Uh, there's another point that I, I didn't mention yet that uh, our organization discusses, and I think it's also fundamental for understanding, um, you know, this whole concept of, of having a Medina Shel Torah, of having a Medina based on Torah values, and why that's important, but also very important for those considering Aliyah 
you have you have to go out. You have to go out. For those considering Aliyah, um, just take a look at you know what has happened to the Jewish people within the last you know 70, 100, 150 years. And this relates to the, the uh, discussion about Geula. Whether you want to call it Aschalta de Geula, Ikvisa de Meshicha, it doesn't really matter the, the way you want to terminate it. I'm sorry, I have to, I have to, I have to take it's my great, kid out. the next generation of uh, builders. Pause for a minute. Just pause for a minute. We're, going, we're live, but you're fine. I'm going I'm to speak meanwhile. As, as yeah, I, just, I have to take my kid out for a second. Not she's, a problem. One second. Not a problem. We're always very, very happy to see the next generations of uh, of Jewish uh, of Jews growing up here in Eretz Israel and the builders of 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 Yerushalayim, the builders of of Eretz Israel. These are going to be our future. So we we have to love them and we have to respect them, and we are so happy that we can be uh, raising generation after generation uh, of people that are going to really. Make the difference in the end. Yeah, you can you can continue. I was just uh, fill it, filling filling the space. Yeah, sorry about the interruption. So, um, but people have to look back and say, you know, you, you, it's it's almost impossible not to realize something is going on. And by the way, this is what really turned on my own personal spark for years of really knowing nothing about the mitzvah of of living in Eretz Yisrael or the importance of the fact that there's a state of Israel. It was just things I never thought about. Growing up as a bacha in America, you go to school, you go to yeshiva, and I learned in very good yeshivas, Baruch Hashem, and we learned tremendous amounts of Torah, but you never sat back and asked yourself, wait one second, like, what does that mean? The fact that the Jewish people have returned to the land of Israel and have a state and have an army and are prospering, what does that mean as a Jew? And, you know, one of the reasons why we may not think about this so much is because we don't really read, we don't learn enough Tanakh. And when you learn Tanakh and you, you, you know, you see the history of Kai Yisrael and how coming back to the land of Eretz Yisrael is such a monumental event, and you start to think about it in modern terms. But I never grew up with that Chinuch, so it's something foreign to me. But as the more I thought about it, and I said, you know, you look back and you see what's going on, it's, it's, it's something that's astounding. How could it be that, the, you know, such a, a nation that has been through so many pogroms and persecution and um, the Holocaust right before the establishment of the state of Israel. Here we are only after 70 years and at the, you know, one of the most powerful states, powerful countries in the world in a certain sense, the, you know, countries all over the world want to have a connection with us and geopolitical relations and with the, with the height of technology and medicine and all these things, it's just, you, you can't help but see the hand of Hashem and what's going on. And it's clear that Hashem's smiling to us and He's bringing us back to the land of Eretz Yisrael. And this is where He wants us to be. So that's another major point that we try to drive home. Uh, you know, our, again, our organization is focused for, for Haredim living in, you know, it's, it's mostly focused for Haredim that are already living in Eretz Yisrael. But... We want them to understand the significance. What does that mean that we're zayichet to live in Eretz Yisrael today? It's not something we should be taking for granted. And we should realize and thank Hashem for the tremendous bracha and the tremendous nisan that He's making for Klai Yisrael on a daily basis. And again, once you start living with this perception, when you read the news and you read what's going on, whether it's moving the embassy to the, to, to, to the capital, of, uh, to, to Yerushalayim by America or various treaties that have to do with the land of Israel, suddenly you see everything from a new perspective. You look at it, what, you know, you start to think, what is Hashem doing here? How is Hashem moving us along in the process of Geula? 
And more importantly, that gets us to start thinking, what is my part? What do I have to do to help this process go along smoothly? As we know, Chazal say, the gula is going to happen either way. But Akash Baruch gives us a chance. Do you want to be part of the gula? Do you want to experience the gula? Do you want to be able to say, wow, you know, what I did was a part, was Kaviachal, I was a shut of the Akash Baruch's Mahalach and actually really experienced the, you know, it says, it says, it says, that the, the gula of, um, of uh, the ultimate redemption is going to be similar to that of Mitzrayim. And you want to be able to sit back and, and say a shira and, 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 and say that, uh, you know, having participated in what's going on, or you're going to be someone that's totally disconnected and doesn't realize, you know, doesn't see what's happening and, and continuously, you know, not feeling the, the simcha and the joy and understanding what's going on. And, um, you know, here's the, here's the opportunity we have. So I, I, I say this to my friends, my family, and um, everyone, you know, to all the listeners here. The first step is the physical aliyah Eretz Yisrael, coming to Eretz Yisrael, being here in Hashem's chosen land, and showing Hashem that you care. You care about being within His presence. You know, if this is where Kosh chose to live, then this is, this is the ultimate place for where we can grow and prosper spiritually, spiritually. Um, I said earlier as well, there's the, 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 the physical prosperity that takes place, uh, within the land of Israel. But this is where it all starts. And once we're here and we start to appreciate the, the talich, the process, the gula process that we're in, then the next step is saying, okay, what can we, what can we Jews that are, you know, living with the gula, rea- the, the gula perception, what can we do to, to bring the, the, the gula of Mashiach ben David, to, the, to bring the, the spiritual redemption closer and, um, and that, that gets us thinking along the lines of working on making the state of Israel a place that really reflects on Torah values and is a Kiddush Hashem and really represents and, and spreads the message that we as Torah Jews would want to spread with the entire world. So I, I also grew up in, in great yeshivas in America, and I feel that I've been, I've said this many times, that I feel I've been robbed, that I was not taught uh, about the centrality of Eretz Israel. I think the Torah is very clear about it, but it's something that is not uh, not emphasized uh, nearly enough, if if at all, in many yeshivas across the across North America, and it's a, a real lacking in the education process. And many of the uh, the yeshiva world, uh, even today, they they come to to, to Eretz Israel and they do they 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 do their sheirut. They come here for a year to learn yeshiva or two, and they 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 go learn in kol for a year. What after they get married, and then they go back to their normal lives, right? That that, that like as if the normal life is is being in in Chutzlaretz and being in Lakewood and here over here in in uh, or Borough Park and over here this is this is like uh, just a Disney World. You know, this is where you hang out for a year and just uh, and 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 experience what Eretz Israel is like. But we don't we don't actually have to live here. We don't actually have to move here. I always tell people a lot of people that have objections to living here uh, because they say there's a secular government, it's anti-religious, it, there's all sorts of terrible things going on. Just imagine if one million Orthodox Jews is what you have in America. A million Orthodox Jews moved here. Overnight, there would be a religious. Imagine they all started voting. There would be a religious government. If they went to the army, there would be a religious army. It's them. It's actually them that are hold. They are holding back. 
this process from going forward because as long as they stay there, this process, it's not going to happen by itself. It's not just going to wake up one morning and everything's going to be religious. It's taken many, many decades of uh, hard work and toil of many great Jews um, from all different uh, um, sides of the spectrum to work to get to where we are today. Baruch Hashem. Today there is more Torah learning in Eretz Israel than probably any time in any place in history. Uh, having hundreds of thousands of people learning full-time Torah is something that, that, that has never been seen before. And Baruch Hashem, we're witnessing that happening today. But every Jew that we're able to bring here, every Torah observant Jew especially that we're able to bring to Eretz Israel, definitely enhances uh, the 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 land and the nation and what we have here, and it and it and it benefits them and it benefits all of us as 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 a, as an am. A hundred percent. I say the same thing to people all the time. You know, when people get upset about the things, whether it's here in Israel, people get upset about things the government does, or it's Americans that say what you mentioned earlier. You know, uh, it's it's a chiluni environment and we can't come, etc. And I say that by you not coming or not participating, whether it's the election, whether it's the army, whether it's other things government related, you're letting them continue their mamlacha. You're letting them continue to maintain power and continue to implement all the kinds of you know ideologies and, and laws and things that we 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 uh, despise. And other come over here and be a part of the revolution. Take a part in in, in, in in helping to change things. You want you want to you want to see change. You want to see Eretz Yisrael become a place that's you know a, a kiddush Hashem and a place that uh, we're we're proud to, to sign our name on. Mamat, Come here, be part of That's 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 our goal. That from from the from the parsha. That definitely that this is something that we we uh, we look forward to, and we're trying to convince people. And I think that your organization does a great job of trying to spread the word. Tell us, tell us how one gets uh, your Elonim. How does one get your, your flyers, the, the newsletters that you send out? How does one access those? Um, how does one get a hold of the organization if they want to support the organization? Tell us a little bit about um, your, your contact details. Okay, so uh, some of the technical things. The loan that we have, um, we print, uh, depending on the budget, you know, anywhere between 10,000 and 20,000 copies every month. And we distribute them in shuls and yeshivas uh, all across Eretz Yisrael and Haredi communities mainly. Um, what language are they like, in? What? What language are they in? They are in Hebrew. But we also have someone who's within our organization who has a bi-weekly, a bi-weekly uh, alone, which is called Ha'aretz HaToiva, which is written in English. His name is Yoel Berman. And um, if you'd like his contact details... I could supply that and you could either receive it by email or, um, uh, you know, usually that the way that alone works is that he emails it out and then people print it out and, and put it locally in their shuls. There has been some distribution in America as well. But in terms of the alone, you could either find them in, in shuls or, or uh, yeshivas, depending on where you live here in Israel. Otherwise, you could get them sent to you. There's, a, there's usually a weekly email that we have that goes out to anyone who signed up, who has a manui. Uh, you know, he's a member of the organization and signed up uh, to the email list. It goes out by email. We also have a, uh, a growing group of uh, an email form of some, you know, 90 friends where there's all kinds of fascinating discussions going on, going on with regards to topics discussed in the alone. Uh, there's a WhatsApp group as well where the alone is distributed. And we have a website, uh, you know, where you could find all the previous alone that have 
been uploaded there and various uh, uh, short chovrot and kuntresim that have been put out as well. Um, what, know, is, uh, what is the response of people? Have you gotten any negative response from this? I can imagine that there are some people that aren't so happy with uh, you pushing this this uh, this uh, this mahalach, which is not acceptable and accepted amongst all circles here. Yeah, so the truth is that we've gotten a lot more support than we've gotten uh, negative responses. Many Rabbanim, you know, just recently, Rabzam Nechemia Goldberg, that was Nifter, he, uh, he actually uh, published a few Mamarim with India alone and was very, very supportive. And Rev. Mayor Mazuz quotes the alone in his Matzi Shabbos talk, you know, uh, occasionally. Um, Rev. Mordechai Neugeshal just gave a half hour drusha. Uh, the, uh, the countries that we recently released called Medina Shatayra. And we've, we've seen an overwhelming support from many Rabbanim. Some of them wanted their names to be mentioned, others not. Uh, the truth is that the, the, um, the uh, what should we call it, the opposition that we've received is, is really mainly from, you know, groups that are affiliated to a certain extent with Satmar or Natui Karta, and they really don't, I wouldn't say that they represent very many Haredim. They, they, you know, they, they're very small groups. And again, they see us as another, you know, some another version of the Mizrahi trying to, uh, you know, influence Haredim to become Mizrahi, which is obviously not the case. Um, you know, there is a lot of things similar to the, the, the things we discuss and things discussed in the Tilumi, but um, We've actually, we, we, we don't, all the sources that we bring are from Haredi Rabbanim and, and traditional Haredi sources. And, uh, you know, we've had other kinds of uh, opposition that are mainly, you know, not, 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 not ideologically opposed, but more of like, you know, we don't want this becoming a main focus by the Bachram. We'd rather that the Bachram are focused on traditional learning and also perhaps concerns of where this may lead people. But um, again, from my experience, I, you know, I've mostly seen positive feedback. I've ne- we haven't had much negative feedback from Rabbanim. We've had negative feedback from people in the street, from people in shuls. You know, all it takes is one kanoi to take the pile, one, one, one uh, radical you know, person to take the, uh, the pile of alonim in the back of the shul and throw it out, and everybody loses when the majority of the shul really doesn't have a problem. So, um, again, I would say that the, the negative opposition is really just yichidim, uh, and it, it doesn't it doesn't represent the, the, the main Haredi community. The majority of Haredim are open to this and, and, and find it very uh, um, interesting and inspiring. And a lot of we've we've had you know many messages come in to the uh, to the Marechet from people that said how the alone has changed their perception of how they see Medinat Israel and how they perceive the midst of Yeshiva Aretz and really changed people's perception of things. And I think it's a it's a wonderful thing. And again, it's, it's a slow movement. It's not something that happens overnight. It's, a, it's about changing the toda'ah, changing the perception of people and, and changing how the Haredi community as a whole views things. And it's a process. It's a slow process because, again, the Haredi community uh, you know, is very chashdani, very um, hesitant to, to uh, go along with the state of Israel because of all the various concerns that you know we discussed earlier and, and, and the secular threats that existed and still exist to a certain extent today. And uh, it's a slow process, but uh, I think slowly, slowly, things are, things are starting to change. Things are starting to open up. 
Um, another thing we do with an organization, unfortunately with Corona, it was a lot, it was, you know, more difficult and we didn't get to it that much this year, but we do trips where we take Haredim to Yudava Shomron to connect them to parts of Eretz Yisrael that they generally don't see, um, to, to plant vineyards, to pick grapes when it comes time to, to harvest, um, you know, being involved in various building projects. We did a, last year we did a Shabbos in Hebron for Haredim, we have various uh, shiurim that we organize with Magide Shir that uh, go into depth, you know, with regards to various topics the organization discusses. Discusses, and uh, the highlight that we've been doing for the past five years is on Yom Yerushalayim. Actually, we're probably one of the only Haredi, um, you know, groups that that actually makes a, a, a celebration. We make a kennis, and last year we had probably over a thousand people join. And it was really a big hit. We had speakers and you know uh, public officials, rabbanim, and uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a tremendous event that gives an opportunity for other people that are you know just new to the ideas of kedushas tzion to come talk and meet others that have been with the ideas for longer and uh, help everyone sort of congregate and feel somewhat somewhat of a kehila. On the other hand, though, that's something that we emphasize that we don't want to become a kehila of just kedushas tzion. There's actually, you can find within the organization, people from all backgrounds, Litvish, Chesidim, Svadim, Temonim. I mean, uh, within the email group I mentioned earlier, we have Chesidim from all backgrounds, literally from all the different uh, uh, Chesiduyot. And again, the, our hope is that every one of these people becomes ambassadors for their own communities and, and brings the vision of Kedusha Tzirin back to their community. So eventually the Haredi Tzibur as a whole one day could prepare itself and better prepare itself um, to, to eventually be a, a you know a, a, a leading uh, figure and player within the development of Gula and within the spiritual development of the state of Israel. Do you actually use the uh, term Medina? Because I I can tell you from my my uh, experience, I was in the United States a few years ago speaking, and I got to speak in a Chabad community, and uh, I got to speak in a uh, Satmar community in Williamsburg and in in. in uh, in Crown Heights, and uh, I intuitively believe that uh, I would ha- have an easy time speaking to the, the Chabad community uh, because they're always talking about Mashiach, so obviously they're going to be on board with what I have to say, and I'm sure that I'm going to get run out of town. I'm going to have tomatoes thrown at me when I go to, to Williamsburg to speak to the Satmar community. I actually had the exact opposite experience, which was very eye-opening. Uh, when I went to Satmar, as long as I didn't mention the word Medina and I, and I, and I switched it for Eretz Yisrael, they were okay with everything I had to say, and and uh, and uh, but when I went to the Chabad community and I started speaking about Mashiach, they had a very different narrative about what uh, what their process of Mashiach looks like. So they were not so excited about what I had to say. But but my point is that when, when you speak about, do you actually explicitly speak about the Medina, or you're speaking just in, in general terms about Eretz Israel? So the majority of our loan focuses more on. On Eretz Yisrael, but there are definitely mamarim where we, we talk about the Medina and we talk about the Yachas Tzionut and Medinat Israel. And um, again, usually because it's a Haredi alone and we're trying to talk in a in a language that Haredi connect to, so you know it's usually a, a mamar that has to do with criticizing various things that the government has done and you know bringing up the idea how uh, instead of therefore not participating, we need to create an alternative. To the uh, to the current government and and encourage people to 
think about the bigger picture of, of having a government based on Torah. But that is something that we, we definitely address. I'll tell you, in, 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 this is something that even within Satmar, people don't always realize. Um, it, it's, it's, it's important to understand that the, the Ashkapa of Satmar, the real title of Zatzal, was um, his opposition was not per se to a Chiloni government. It was to any sort of government, any kind of sovereignty, even if the state of Israel would be run completely by Torah-observant Jews, he held that it was also to have sovereignty in the state of Israel before Mashiach comes. So to a certain extent, our organization is more of a head-on collision with the Ashkaf of Satmar than anything else, because we are clearly advocating a, 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 Jewish, a, Jewish, a Jewish state for a Jewish state and a Jewish government, and, and we believe in the concept of having Jewish sovereignty. We believe that's a Mitch's essay. That's a that's a key of the Mitzvah, the Erasmus, most of the Ashaftim book. And the, the, the complete expression of Jewish sovereignty in Israel is only, you know, is only complete when it's, it's done through a, a Medina that's run according to Allah and Torah. And, um, you know, a lot of people, their issue with the Medina is the, is the Chiloni aspect. But that's, that's a different kind of opposition. That means that you don't have a problem with having a government. You have a problem because it's Chiloni. So if we're able to change the Chiloni aspect and, and diminish that, then you shouldn't have a problem. Um, so again, that's just an important point to to, uh, to mention. It's it, we, we've discussed this at length uh, on our podcasts, and uh, and we can t- happy to discuss again. But but I just wanted to point out that I think that what you're doing, and I said this to Rabbi Myers as well, is is less creating something new and more what they say is We're actually bringing back what was what was originally here as far as the Torah is concerned. I've been pounding this idea that for I don't believe there is anti-Zionists. What what we refer to as anti-Zionists in all the hist- in all our history. I mean, the Jewish people have always aspired to come back to Eretz Israel, and it was only as as a response to the secular socialist uh, socialist uh, movement of Zionism that they they became opposed and became anti-Zionist. Uh, but before that, there was no there wasn't an anti-Zionist movement. Now, you're, now if you want to speak about the Shalosh Shavuos, and, 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 and which is, is, a, is a whole different discussion, which we've had also before. Um, yes, there are people that, that still maintain that. It's not clear um, that that is the case. In fact, I could tell you that I gave a tour to a very elderly uh, Satmer Chosid. This is going back many years, and he was already in his 90s back then, so I'm not sure if he's still around. But uh, he told me, we started speaking about Geula, we started speaking about the Medina, and he said, I want to tell you something. I said, he says that I want you to know that I knew Reveal Teitelbaum the Rebbe much better than anybody who's alive today. I was a confidant. I was, I was a, a contemporary of his. And I can tell you that I have no doubts that if he were alive today, he would not have the same opposition that he did back, back when he did. It, it, it's clear. And it, there's a very interesting uh, letter that uh, the head of Zaka, um, Yehuda Meshizav, wrote to his great uncle, Rev. Amram Blau, who was the head of the Natura Karta, one of the founders of the Natura Karta, and he wrote him. I, I, he wrote him an open letter. He's no longer with us, but he wrote an open letter in the in the in the in one of the publications, and he said, "I can understand, Uncle, why you were so concerned that the Medina was going to lead everybody to become secular, going to become anti-religious, going to leave the Torah. I want to comfort you, and I want you to understand that this is exactly this is not at all what happened. In fact." The, the country is becoming more and more religious by, by the day and by the year. And, and if anything, the, the Medina is becoming a much more religious and much more comfortable place. 
I, I just to mention one more one more thing is that there is a story told of um, of Nachman Kahana here from the old city tells that he came here in 1962. Um, he came in 1962 to Eretz Yisrael and Aliyah, and he actually tells two stories. He tells one that that he he was walking down the streets of Me'ah Sha'arim, and he saw that there were two trucks of uh, of a youth group, an anti-religious youth group called the the, the Shomrat Sa'ir. They got out of their trucks with with sticks and they started just beating Haredim in the streets, and that was acceptable. And in, 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 you know, back then, he says, Baruch Hashem, they we're not living in this in a generation that that is acceptable and by any means today. And uh, the other thing he says is amazingly is that in 1962 he says that. When you would walk down the street and you would see soldiers, you would see chayalim in the street. He says you would you would rarely see a chayal with a yarmulke on, and he says you never saw a chayal, a, a katsin, an officer with a yarmulke. He says today you can't go anywhere without seeing religious soldiers, soldiers wherever you go, and even the highest ranking soldiers, including his son, who was a general in the army. Um, with yarmulkes on today, it, we're living in a different la- reality. Baruch Hashem, it's becoming more and more from by the day, and and, and a, a, the contribution of of uh, Orthodox Jews from around the world that have come here and made that happen uh, cannot be discounted. Yes, yeah, so Baruch um, Hashem, it's it's a you know it's a tremendous it's a tremendous thing to to be living through and experiencing. And uh, this is the dream. This is the dream to really slowly, slowly, day by day, make Eretz Yisrael a more spiritual place. Maybe that could become a motto. Make Eretz Yisrael a more spiritual home. And by, by you know, coming home, uh, and this is to, to Yidin that are still living in Chutzlar, it's coming home uh, and everybody bringing his or her talent that they have and incorporating it within the, the Jewish people and, and working on helping uh, elevate uh, you know, elevate the, the, the state of Israel and, and bring us closer to this chazoin is a, a tremendous thing. And, and that's the ultimate goal of the, of the kibbutz goliath. And, uh, you know, to take it a little more Kabbalistic understanding, the whole concept of Aliyah uh, Sanitzitzis, of bringing the sparks back to the Shorish. You know, every, at the end of the day, the fact that everyone was in Golis, that's also Minashimayim. And, you know, you, you were there for your reason. But now here's your chance to be able to, to take whatever it is that, you know, whatever that, that professional talent that you, 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 you uh, achieved within, uh, within the Gullus and, and bring it and tie it within the Gula and be Mikadashit and, uh, and use it for, for bringing Ruchnius into Eretz Yisrael. So uh, we invite you all. That's to, why uh, we're called Bring Them Home. Yosef Shalom, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Josh. It was a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We hope to have you on again. And I'm going to just do the outro and then uh, we'll conclude this interview. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for listening to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast. If you identify with our message, please subscribe and tell your friends about us too. You can leave us a review on iTunes as that really helps us grow. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. For sponsorship opportunities and for all other inquiries, please email us at bringthemhomeisrael at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.israeltorah.org for more content on this vital topic.